This podcast is a discussion of Christian devotionals and self-help books and is intended for entertainment purposes only. The ideas discussed on this podcast are adult-themed and come with a blanket trigger warning. The intent of this podcast is not to attack any person who uses or gifts the materials under discussion, nor is it intended as a critique of the author. Rather, it is the ideas and messages we feel are being expressed in the materials that are being reviewed and examined with expletives. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Goddamn Devotionals. I'm JR. And this is JP. And on this podcast, we break down the harmful ideas and messages found in Christian self-helps and devotionals. Separating the bull from the shit just for you. All right, so we're continuing today with Bruce Wilkinson's The Prayer of Jabez. We're doing chapter two, titled, So Why Not Ask? Don't forget to stick around to the end where JP is going to rank some shit for us (laughs) from the chapter. And I believe we're starting off with the first prayer or first step of The Prayer of Jabez. It in the book is, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Now, before we get into it, we're going to just recap what the prayer of Jabez is for those of you who uh, may need a quick recap. And JP's going to give us a version of these verses. <laughs> because it's there's so many translations of the Bible. We need a refresher each week just to remind ourselves, what is the prayer of Jabez as we're talking? And I thought originally I was going to do the um, the tongue twister, the and thou's of the, uh, the King James version. But then this one never lets me down. The message... Bible is always fantastic for good read, and I, I open this. Yeah, we up. were not allowed to read the message when we were kids. It it, it was not considered actual Bible. It was not one that was in our house when I was a kid. I think it came out when I was in I want to say maybe high school. It was not one that anybody ever used or referenced for. It was a serious biblical study. Uh, it was something you would give out to a new Christian friend to kind of try and help them ease into, uh, oh, here, you want to read the Bible in less than a year? Give them the message Bible. Okay. <laughs> the NIV non- was for that. Okay. The, the NIV came out when I was in you know elementary school and we were still living in Bancroft and that was, that was new, but the message was like non-intimidating kitty bible okay <laughs> you know the niv we got we had as kids before before the cult we mm-hmm. actually were allowed niv and then when we joined the cult it was new king james or mm-hmm. king james king james uh my dad was like well that's that's too complicated so we're, we'll be okay with the new king james but you know that's oh, the that's... definitive translation <laughs> the prayer of jabez in the message translation actually has almost a Monty Python quote to it. (laughs) Do read. It merges the two verses together and just just names them verse 9 through 10. It doesn't separate them at all. So this is just one block of text. Okay. And there's a lot of exclamation points. So I I apologize if I start yelling. So here we go. Prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. The Message Bibles reads... Jabez was a better man than his brothers, a man of honor. His mother had named him Jabez. Oh, the pain! Saying, a painful birth. I bore him in great pain. Jabez prayed to the God of Israel, Bless me, O Lord. Oh, bless me. Give me land, large 
tracts of land and provide your personal protection. Don't let evil hurt me. God gave him what he asked. It <laughs> <laughs> was the uh, large, large tracts, tracts of land. Large tracts of land, <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen Monty Python's Quest for the Holy Grail... Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> In this chapter, we'll be finding out exactly what blessings mean from the, oh, that you would bless me, part of that, mm-hmm. according to Bruce. We'll also find out why we don't have those blessings or what the catch is. Mm. So the word blessings in this verse doesn't have some vague, innocuous meaning like it does in our English uses for blessings. No. The Jabez blessing focuses particularly on what God wants for us. Okay. So it's not just, oh, I've been blessed by... Something randomly good Vaguely happened to blessed. me. Yeah. yeah, something randomly good happened to me. It's, no, 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 this is specifically from God for you. Everything has a purpose and a meaning to mm-hmm. it. So blessings not only come from God, they also come with a guaranteed miracle side effect. Oh, that's handy. Right? However, like all things that are too good to be true, there is a catch to this promise of blessings and miracles. Let me guess, if you don't use it the right way, it goes away? <laughs> God can't give the blessings unless you first ask. Oh, 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 crap. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, to prove that God wants to bless us, Bruce tells us a fictitious story, because you always want to use fictitious stories as proof. It protects the innocent. Yep. About there being a room in heaven that has boxes of blessings in it that are just lying around there unclaimed during our (laughs) earthly lives. Heaven is just a... That really cluttered, lost, and found. (laughs) It's a storeroom, apparently. It's like a delivery storage room. Mm -hmm. You know, if you decide not to ask or don't know how to ask, you forfeit those blessings and they stay in that room in heaven and you don't get all that you're supposed to have. Mm. However, if you ask for it, then just like Amazon, they'll send it out to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Drone delivery by an angel. (laughs) Because that is how God do. (laughs) So, uh, what can you do about this fictitious problem start randomly asking for anything under the sun and hope one of those is a store in the storehouse up there exactly (laughs) according to bruce god wants you to be selfish when you pray and ask for all the blessings i can honestly say i've never heard that preached from a pulpit ever (laughs) (laughs) he helpfully explains that the appropriate way to ask for the boxes of blessings from god to get them out of that heavenly room and into your life is to be vague about asking and let God decide which box he's going to send you. That's weird. That is a very strange way of just, here, God, who knows all things, sees all things, I'm going to be vague with you like bad legal language on a contract in the event that you'll interpret what I need and the vagary of my language will ensure that you are contractually obligated to give me something that's in the neighborhood of what I was uh-huh. asking for, but you wanted to give me, but you were waiting for an itemized request. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, because that way, when you are that vague, mm-hmm. you can interpret anything that happens to you as a blessing from God. Mm-hmm. 
You don't have to ask for something specific and then be disappointed because that specific thing didn't show up because that wasn't in God's will to give you. This way, God is off the hook. He never has to be accountable for what he does or doesn't send you. Mm -hmm. You can just be vague about it and allow him to just send you whatever so that whatever comes, that's obviously from God because found, you asked for it. I found $5 in a pair of pants I had in the back of the closet. This Thank must have been that blessing I was waiting for. Thank you. God, exactly. I was in a car accident, but I it prevented me for... from going to an interview that would have been a bad job. Uh, yeah. Thank you, God. If you haven't been getting these boxes of blessings from God, it's not because God's meanie. No, I mean, he, it's just that he can't bless you the way that he wants to if you don't ask for it. Because you're the one who's standing out in front of your mailbox playing goalie, preventing God from delivering the mail. After all, if you don't place an order for the box, the delivery won't come. So God's bounty is limited only by us. Now, did you know that you're more powerful than God? Bet you did. Now you do. (laughs) (laughs) This is a contractual relationship. I asked for stuff. He gives me stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that God's mean. It's just that you're preventing him from delivering things Mm. because you didn't ask for things to be delivered. That is the weirdest relationship. Like, can you imagine being in a relationship uh, with a family member, with a spouse, uh, a friend, where your friend's over here going, oh, your birthday's coming up. I'd really like to get you a present. But because you haven't asked for anything, I'm not getting you anything. Or <laughs> I really, really care about you, and I want you to know it. But because you haven't asked for flowers or, you know, a present of some kind, I'm not getting you anything. Because you haven't asked for it. Actually, I bought it. I have it in my pocket. I've had it in my pocket for years. But you still haven't asked for it, so I'm not giving it to you. Yeah, this is how proposals go. Like, one one person has the ring in their pocket, and... You have to ask to be asked. Yeah, I'm planning on proposing, but you haven't asked me to propose to you yet, so I'm not going to propose to you. Spontaneous acts of love. Hmm. Expression of affection. Uh, nope. Nope. I need I'm to... sorry. You didn't ask for it. it nice... It's been here waiting for... Look at all of this stuff in this room that I have that I bought just for you, but because you didn't ask for it, mm-hmm. I never was able to give it to you. Your prayer life in, like increases tenfold because you're trying <laughs> to be really vague and specific at the same, <laughs> same time. time. Cover all your bases. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Spoken and unspoken requests, Lord. (laughs) Alright, so let's rank some shit. For this chapter, we're going to rank how powerful God is compared to you. Now we're going (laughs) to... It's going to be on a scale from one to three. Three being, God is so powerful that Mm -hmm. he overrides everything so that you don't even matter. Mm -hmm. This is him just throwing gifts at your head unasked for, unneeded, you don't get a say in anything. It's just God <laughs> dumping everything on you. I've heard that preached. Right. He's, he's that powerful. Number two, God likes to share responsibility with you for choices made. It's a relationship type of thing. I've heard the Give exact, and take. Yeah. yeah. I've heard the exact opposite of that talk from the pulpit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, number one, 
your God-given power means that God can't do a damn thing you don't want him to. <laughs> How do you think this stacks up? Like, I, I've definitely heard the, as far as, like, number three, God overrides everything you do. He's in complete control. I've definitely heard that from the pulpit. You know, God's showering us with blessings we don't even see. Like, the, the air we breathe is a blessing from God, as if, like, God goes, you know, I'm going to stop letting you breathe. I'm just going to take all the oxygen out of the world because I can, but I don't. Therefore, bow down to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, I, I never thought that is a great propaganda tool for a benevolent, almighty God. But it still gets preached now and then. As far as you share the responsibility, well, this sort of, you know, give and take of I ask and God decides whether or not they're going to respond. The idea that it's solely incumbent upon you to... If you don't ask, you don't receive. Hear that in the New Testament, but the idea that if you... It sounds like he's found a gimmick, uh, a way to, to work the system, you know, in your own favor based on your prayer life or prayer language. I found out how to game God. He's got all kinds of stuff, and I want that stuff. So I'm just going to start asking... But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say, in this case, I would rank this as number one. You've got the God-given power, uh, and God can't do a damn thing about it. You, <laughs> you, you've got all the cards in this scenario. Um, you may like, not God know what you're even, getting, but... God <laughs> can't even deliver, do something as simple as deliver a package to mm -hmm. you. Unless you Unless first you sent first a request in triple request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this particular type of thing, like, completely goes against what I was taught growing up, which was more on the, somewhere between the God has all the power, you don't mm -hmm. even matter, like his will will be done regardless, Yeah. and the, well, you kind of share responsibility. Like, yes, you're saved, but you now have to kind of perform at a certain level type of responsibility thing, given this idea that Bruce is preaching, which is, you're actually the one who holds all the power and God can't do a damn thing about yeah. it until you initiate that. In my house, that was, well, that's a gumball machine God. Yeah. We had a lot of a lot of prayer life in my family growing up. There was a very specific prayer requests with the expectation that God would answer prayer. And we our church would do all kinds of very specific we would, you know, pray for the government, pray for the sick, pray for the small requests, the big requests, very, very specific things that needed to happen to enhance the kingdom and better things, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But and maybe this is a bit of a rabbit trail as far as prayer life goes. Did you ever experience the acts, prayer, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication? So I was exposed to some of those ideas, mm -hmm. but I didn't learn the acronyms. Okay. Like yeah. the idea was, and again, this kind of goes back to more of the, maybe the, the gumball God, but also does kind of tie in in my mind to this, is that you are trying to figure out a way to game the system. And so in order to gain God's favor, first you're going to say some nice things to God, and you're going to confess the bad things you've done and get the sin out of there so he can be doubly pleased. You're thankful for all the different many blessings that you've had in the past, and now that you've buttered God up and he's nice and primed and ready for you, you've put in the time. Now you can go into your supplication. You can begin asking for things. And since you've gone through this yeah. nice process, 
now you're primed and he's primed it's, to give. It was like a, trying to ask my father for something. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what you had to go it's through in order to try process. it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Random funny story about prayer and how I came to stop believing in the power of prayer mm-hmm. was one school semester in high school. I believe it was like ninth or 10th grade. My mom decided we are going to start a prayer journal. So we're going to essentially prove that prayer works. Mm-hmm. And it was through this process of documenting prayer that <laughs> I stopped believing in the power of prayer. <laughs> it accomplished the exact opposite of what my mom intended, which was to prove God answers your prayer. And mm-hmm. all I saw was God doesn't answer jack shit. <laughs> Well, so because I, you were being too specific according to the prayer of Jabez, you should have been I vague. I was vague, too. I even tried to twist, like, in the beginning, I tried to, to take some random event and went, oh, this is how God answered this prayer, even though I eventually hit a point where I was honest with myself and went, well, this honestly has nothing to do with that. I've just tried to cover God's ass by acting like this was the answer to my prayer. There was a very much inciting incident for that mm-hmm. where I did get specific and the entire church got specific and that prayer was not answered. Mm-hmm. In fact, the opposite happened and it was it was a tragedy. There was a member of our congregation who had gotten cancer and oh. had prayed for healing and we all all prayed for healing and all believed and she ended up passing away and that was the inciting incidents and that's why i started going back through that journal and going i've just made this shit up Mm -hmm. god doesn't answer prayer yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) now i look back and giggle and go yeah thanks mom you you really helped me (laughs) along the way there without realizing it but i always felt bad because i'm like well i no longer believe god answers prayer so I don't see the point in praying anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned how to pray very well. I could play, pray publicly very nice prayers, but I never believed that they yeah, were the going to do anything. Prayer, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, there's always that one elder deacon who you're talking to them before church and they're just, you know, talking casually, normally, and then they step behind the lectern to begin Sunday morning services and... Oh, God, come into our presence now. And they just put on this great order voice and go, Oh, my gosh, this great prayer. Wow, what's going on? They really have a connection with Wait, Nope, that, my just, reaction is what I'm doing now. just telling me a weird dad joke a minute ago. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, I know what I do when I pray. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You just, somebody's gone, oh, you have a nice performative prayer. Please come up and pray yeah. for, in front of the congregation. <laughs> and, and no matter how they much. should have had me do it. That would have been great. No matter how much we poo-poo it, when you get into a group of people, you find yourself suddenly, i got to think about what I'm going to pray for. Because somebody else already took the one I was going to do. Dang it. Shoot, if we're doing popcorn prayer style, I need to jump in as soon as they're done. I need to pick something and jump in before somebody else takes the thing I'm going to pray for next. Because two people can't pray for the same thing. Well, you know, that's group, where, I'm just copying them. That's where my neurodivergency <laughs> came in. Plus, I had like a patented mm-hmm. address for God, mm. which was different than 
most of my that youth must groups you had prayer. a closer relationship with mm, god don't you know you, it <laughs> you, you and god have pet names for one another mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember that popping up as um that emerged from the shack which is a book we might have to do sometime but the name Pop-up, that's a novel though i don't, know I don't care okay. it was still i i sat through a book club breaking like disseminating chapters of that book down I would totally well, then fine maybe, with... Maybe you'll have to do that, because you've read... I haven't. You haven't read that? Oh, maybe I'll break that one. Just, I, that actually might be kind of a fun <laughs> reversal. I'll, I'll okay. break down the book, and you, you can react to it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because one of the main characters has a pet name for, for God, and it's, it's just Papa. So all of their okay. prayers are, Dear Papa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up this chapter. So with a few rabbit trails. <laughs> Some of the few rabbit trails. Sorry, folks. We thought these were going to be shorter episodes. We turned out on a nice long prayer rabbit trail on this one. But yeah, if you have experience with prayer or different ways of praying, whether or not you believed in prayer, what kind of school of thought that you grew up around prayer, mm-hmm. let us know. Our contact info is in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to stop hearing us a rabbit trail, start praying about it. And if that's a blessing God has for you, we'll stop rabbit trailing. (laughs) (laughs) Except, I don't know how that works since I don't think God controls my life. (laughs) Anyway. That's somebody else's prayer, somebody else's blessing. There we go. (laughs) Join us again next time for our next review. Don't know what it's going to be. Something else. But tune in next time. Tell friends about us. Leave us a review. And... Take care of yourselves. Hopefully God will grant you huge tracts of land. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.